Ooh, I wonder if we can find Lord of the Rings described. That'd be cool. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. You good? Yeah. Um, I don't know. How would do you want to signal to me when you start recording? I've already started recording. Oh. Okay. Um, ready? One, two, three, action. Henry says, welcome, everybody, to the site attendant podcast. Wait, did he? Yeah, he, he just he meowed for like the last 10 seconds. Oh, what a baby. When I it was supposed to be quiet. I didn't hear him in my... You didn't? So. Oh, my God. Welcome to all of our new listeners. Uh, thanks, everybody, for sharing our uh, persons with uh, disabilities post. Uh, it was International Persons with Disabilities Day. And thanks for celebrating with us, and uh, thanks for continually supporting and sharing the content of disabled creators everywhere. It's brought to you by people like you. And people like you. Yeah, mostly by people like me, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, That uh, I was really glad to see a bunch of people getting behind uh, sharing that post. Yeah. Um, it's important to know that... Uh, Disabled people aren't the problem. The world is the problem. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just nice to see people, uh, you know, get behind and supporting. Yeah. Liking and sharing and, uh, you know, just, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just being nice. So, do you have a good week? Do anything crazy? I had a great week. I pretty much know what you did. So I'm yeah, just asking, I don't know. I'm asking for the people. <laughs> oh, oh, the people. Uh, yeah, I was going to be like, did you? Were you not with me every single day? It was a fucking firestorm of Amazon deliveries for all of us this week. <laughs> it still <laughs> kind week, of ordering is ordering our Christmas stuff. I got yeah. your uh, gift, uh, one of your gifts today, mm-hmm. that I'm super excited for. Um, and uh, when I was ordering it, I so I can't go like into too much otherwise it'll give it away but there are like a bunch of different versions of one of the gifts that you like can get and one of them that i looked at i looked at the reviews and so many of them were so mean and just trashing this item (laughs) which was like good to read like so okay fine don't get that one of course but uh they were a little bit too aggressive (laughs) yeah so yeah excited to give you that and uh heard from uh, a couple other spots this week that uh some gifts are on the way so merry christmas everyone happy holidays oh yeah there's a war on christmas you know what screw you for wishing me well <laughs> but you can't um i went to the post office today oh yeah did you get like kwanzaa and hanukkah uh, no i already or? have kwanzaa and hanukkah stamps but like I got so anxious while I was there and I was carrying a bunch of those flat rate boxes because we have to ship out a bunch of our presents Mm -hmm. that I was just like, I just need uh, three books of forever stamps. I don't care what they are. Just give them to me. (laughs) I I know. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's like uh, uh, 
restaurant ordering anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like by the time they get to me, I almost always just say, "Uh, give me a cheeseburger. I want a cheeseburger. Like that's. (laughs) Oh God. What's Jordan going to get this time? Is it a cheeseburger? It's always 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 a cheeseburger. cheeseburger. (laughs) Which I will say, um, and shouts outs to our uh, vegan and vegetarian listeners. I have uh, kind of been bad this week in the last couple, but uh, before that I was kind of on a decent run of trying to curb my meat intake. Do you guys have any tips for curbing your meat intake? Yeah, let me let me know. Get at me. Drop them in the DM because, box or whatever. Um, I, you know, I don't want to get into the whole like vegetarian debate or like what my reasons are, but I would like to uh, just consume a little bit less. So, and perhaps eventually go down to maybe like once or twice a month mm-hmm. eating eating meat. But for now, um, I'm a, I'm a I'm a bad boy. Did you have a good week other than your bad boyness? Mm, yeah, I think so. Um, I did a ton of reading. I'm taking a break from Stephen King's The Dark Tower to <laughs> do a reread of Stephen King's The Stand. And it's just as good as it was the first time. Um, I downloaded a couple of other books. I downloaded some like political philosophy books. God, that sounds thrilling. Specifically some Peter Karpotkin Mm. Um, he is the godfather of mutual aid. Mm-hmm. Like that's his concept. Yeah. Um, and I downloaded some uh, Karl Marx stuff. Okay. So uh, can you hear him? Yeah, he's yeah I can hear him he's screaming away now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I downloaded a uh, Capital. I'm gonna give that a little 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 zoom through. Yeah. Have we told the listeners that you listen at like 250 percent? Oh yeah. I so yeah my audiobook consumption is somewhere it's it's right around uh like typically between 175 and 185 percent speed um but with some stuff like non-technical stuff like not like you know trash basically like uh some of the junkier sci-fi stuff that i read sometimes i'll read a little bit faster because it's not necessarily like if you miss a minor detail you're probably okay whereas with like you know your non-fictions like your hamiltons or your capitals or um i was reading uh 1491 and 1493 did i tell you about those books Mm -mm. they're like overviews of pre uh um pre-contact uh north and south america Mm -hmm. they're pretty interesting but also like just dense like you know nonfiction stuff yeah but i don't i don't read those nearly as fast um are you gonna ask me if i have any blind stuff i can ask you if you have any blind stuff hey jordan do you have any blind stuff i don't but you do i have blind stuff oh yeah oh boy um the other night so i'm letting you set up an office in my bedroom yeah (laughs) which I uh, in I really I love that I have the available space for you to set up an office in my bedroom, <laughs> and I also love, it sounds like it. I also love that I helped you put together your uh, desk from amazing Ikea. desk. Yeah, from was, my mother again. Yeah, yeah, thanks, mom. Um, yeah, it was a really good time putting it together until the last step, <sighs> and then I wanted to throw it out the window. But <laughs> otherwise, yeah, it was just a simple you know IKEA one piece here, one piece there, fine. Um, but 
when I was moving stuff around in my room, preparing to move the desk into there, you walked in on me doing a blind thing. <laughs> not not a sexy thing. Guys, get get out of here. Don't You know, a blind thing. Um Hashtag just tell, blind things. Tell tell the folks what was tell the folks what was happening. What? Do you remember what was going on? I don't. Oh, I was moving furniture around in my room without any of the lights on. Oh yeah. And you were like, what the <laughs> Okay. Okay. So this also happened just like five minutes ago when I came down to the basement. Because like I knew you were down here, but there were no lights on. And of course it's like six thirty, so it's like it's midnight. Oh yeah, here where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So I'm just like, what the- I know he's d- <laughs> it just yeah. weirds me out sometimes that yeah. I'm just like <laughs> locked in and like you're moving furniture around and like you know you didn't have lights on and I I think I asked you recently like do you ever turn lights on because like at your old house you had it on the Google so but you would do it mostly for like other people's benefits you'd be mm-hmm. like hey Google turn on the bedroom or the living room sorry, or the sex dungeon sorry people we're gonna go back and just put a sensor there so that it doesn't to ask Google about this extension for our listeners that listen out loud. What? Like oh oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, he just wants like it did here. Yeah, I was gonna say just like it did here in our room. You said the thing, and for our listeners, if they're listening out loud, it's gonna trigger their device. Oh, that'll be hilarious. I, yeah, I don't know about that, but I think that'll be great. Um, anyway, so HG, turn on the blah blah blah. Yeah, and. uh so like you don't, and I know that I asked you recently, like you you don't turn lights on, correct? Ever? Yeah. So uh, there are a couple of exceptions, and I don't necessarily know why, but when I am showering, I turn on a light, and I think it's probably just in case there's a window peeper that wants to peep. What about a spoon licker? Uh, we'll talk about that in an episode, in our holiday episode. We're definitely oh going to talk about that. Yes. Um, but yeah, if there's like a window peeper, I want to be courteous and make sure that they can get the you best know, look yeah get a view get like a look if they want um i i genuinely i don't know why or where that came from but i yeah I turn considering on the like your shower or your other place there was no window other than the skylight in that bathroom and this right. one has like frosted glass right yeah so with yeah with my old house it was a matter of never having to turn lights on during the day anyway because all of the rooms had windows like a ton of sunlight ton of, yeah a ton of windows ton of sunlight and and even the bathroom, which didn't otherwise have windows, had a skylight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like I just said that. Yeah. But yeah, so that and I will sometimes turn on a light if I am like up and about in the middle of the night, just in case someone else gets up. I don't want to scare the shit out of them. But they don't have the courtesy to not scare the shit out of you. <laughs> Correct. Yes. But... I can typically like hear when people are around, you know, mm-hmm. like, it, it's kind of easy to know, but although sometimes Tony will be standing somewhere just like reading something on their phone and I'll just like suddenly realize they're in the room like, oh, Jesus, God damn, make some note, <laughs> like do something. <laughs> but oh, boys, kitty boy. Hollering, yeah. Did um, you feed him today? Is that why he's? I, yeah, I fed him this morning. Oh yeah, because he was like shaking the door. He's yeah. terrifying. He's like rattling the door like, <laughs> screaming at me to feed him wait no you're in there yeah i got up and fed both the boys like first thing this morning so oh, yeah. i have no idea um 
but yeah so I, I guess it's just an interesting thing to consider is that like i don't really turn on lights for my own benefit very often or ever <laughs> i'm just like thinking about it and thinking about earlier how like i was at the top of the stairs and there are no lights on down here i'm just like yeah. Ugh. but yeah so uh, do you have any announcements or anything before we dive into this movie? Um, um, this uh, this movie is going to be our last Nick Cage movie. It is. Um, I So we kind of talked about this in a social media update, and I think we talked about it a little bit on our last episode. We are going to be switching gears to just kind of generally covering like entertainment and pop culture as it relates to uh, accessibility and disability-related content. So... Um, kind of shifting it away from uh, viewing those subjects specifically through Nick Cage films and just opening it up to like a wider uh, wider scope. It has been a blast, but man, I can only watch so many movies that I'm just like, uh. Yeah, a lot of them, yeah, a lot of them have been really bad. And I think the, <laughs> the, the bigger issue has really been a, all of them except for maybe five or six. yeah. There's like uh, next to no AD. Have not had audio description. So, and none of the remaining movies on our list uh, are ones that we've been able to find with audio description. So, making the switch now, I think, is our, is the is the best move. And we said we were going to be making the switch at episode twenty, and we still are. That is because this is going to be broken into a two part episode because dun, dun, dun. because Ashley loves this film <laughs> and. Uh, thinks that nick cage is the sexiest uh little honey dip or were the words she used i wouldn't i've never said that in my life um in this movie because he's got long dumb redneck hair stringy <clears throat> stringy redneck dumb redneck hair and yeah it's, uh, a, it's tight, a type that i have tight denim blue jeans mm-hmm. i don't know anyone um that fits that mm-hmm. description yeah me either but uh yeah we the back muscles don't forget the back muscles oh yeah i've got really great back muscles <laughs> oh my god we'll get there so we will get there con air hey we're not gonna we're not talking about con air right now we have oh. more announcements oh, stuff we? to talk oh, about Let's see again you're always jumping all around here we go you're like a little what do you have announcements hit me hey get it we gotta keep talking about this uh New Year's oh, Eve yeah. extravaganza. To the New Year's Eve bash. Uh, folks, we're going to be doing a live stream on New Year's Eve. Spend your New Year's Eve with us and don't spend it going out to the bars, visiting and touching other folks. Um, COVID's still happening, even if you're over it. We're yeah, all over it. I understand the COVID fatigue. I understand quarantine fatigue. I really do get it, but you do not want to kill your grandmother. Please don't kill your grandmother or my grandmother, who actually did have she, COVID earlier this year, so... She's a little bit different, though, in that she does not give a fuck. <laughs> I think saw, you're thinking of the wrong grandmother. She saw COVID. Oh, am I? Yeah. Oh, di- yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. I mean, the other one, like I, my other grandmother, I had, genuinely believe has that. had cancer yeah, and say, whatever, and she kicked everything's ass, so that's say, great. I was going to say, I think if she uh, had covid or if covid got near her it it would be afraid <laughs> um but in general yeah don't touch people uh that you don't uh live with don't really even go within six feet of people that you don't live with and don't directly breathe on them wear a mask and stay inside and wash your hands get your delivery stuff 
stock up on some lotion. I've noticed my hands getting a little dry from overwashing. Um, I recommend Burt's Bees Almond Milk Hand Cream. I uh, personally this episode recommend... This brought to you by Burt's Bees. It's not. Oh, sorry. It's not. Please don't listen. I personally recommend Bath and Body Works <laughs> because I've been on their site like every just day. Just going crazy, the Christmas deals, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just... But their new Dahlia line smells so good. And that's, just uh, listen, folks. Give a shit about the people around you. That's all I ask. So in part of giving a shit about the people around you, we're going to be doing a live stream. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about like any of the pieces of it or is it going to be totally secret until it happens? Um, we may mention some of the stuff in the part two of this episode. Mm. Uh, I have a couple more. Th- I, there were some things I wanted to clear by you before just throwing them out on the on the show. But Is it because I'm the boss? Uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's exactly why. <laughs> um, but in general, it's going to be a... Uh, Almost like a late night, just a typical late night show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, tune in, tell your friends. Even if they're not fans of the Side Attendant podcast, they may find it uh, mildly entertaining. So. Also, they probably will think that we're very cute. Yeah, because we are. That's true. So, that's, I mean, that's that's what I've got. Oh, super secret. Y'all ready? We may or may not have a major update coming to our website. <sighs> That is a good announcement. Let's have an episode. That's all you guys get. <laughs> Con Air. Con Air. Uh, Con Air. I talked about this on the very, very first episode, episode yeah. the Between Worlds episode, mm-hmm. in case you have not listened to it. The one where Nick Cage has sex with a girl who may or may not be underage. Who knows? Uh, Con Air is my favy, my favy Nick Cagey. Uh, he is extremely delicious in this film. Okay. I uh, have no... So we used to have a feature on this show, a feature or a segment uh, called Hot Nick Cage or Not Nick Cage or Hot Nick Cage or Ugly Nick Cage. Yeah. This one, it was it was evident within the first like 10 minutes of this movie when I heard you like... It was not the first 10 minutes because he spends a lot of time growing his hair out in the beginning. Okay. So... At some point early on in the film, I just heard you like gasping to yourself. And I had to ask if you were all right. And that's when I realized you were just like sexing at the the television. I believe you asked <laughs> if you needed to leave the room. Yeah. If I needed a moment. Um. So yeah, I mean, if that's your jam, like this is the perfect Nick Cage film for you because he's like a, just a shredded like muscular long-haired tight jeans boy and he wears just like a little white like a tank white, top uh, what uh, white tank top he wears a white tank top f- formerly referred to as white, white tank tops they are white tank tops and we are moving on you know where that where'd that come from <sighs> jordan was it a derogatory against like redneck folks i don't know I f- can can we just let me have my episode, please? Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> For the love. He doesn't... I will say he does not beat his wife in this film. No. He, he does doesn't beat, treat women that way. He does beat someone else, though. For the, treating women poorly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you... I know you know this movie really well, um, but before you take off, I will say that we watched this film on Hulu. Hulu. And there was not audio description. Oh. However... 
Um, I have a source for uh, getting like just audio files for movies uh, with their audio description that I remembered after we had already watched it. So I went back and listened to like some chunks of it with the audio description just to see what level of detail it went into and stuff. Um, it was really good. Like, I, did you I, watch the whole thing? Uh, no, I just watched like the first half and then I jumped to some of like the actiony parts like near the end mm-hmm. just to see like because some of the action in this movie is just like there's just so much going on. Right? Yeah, it's really overwhelming it, to try to like describe to you in real time right. while also like trying to pay attention to the yeah, movie. Yeah, not so, that I haven't seen it many times. So this movie opens up with a uh, an army ranger graduation right mm-hmm. nick cage's uh character's name is cameron poe po, and he's graduating from uh ranger school which is no. a really like that's a really big deal that's like the one of the army special forces units right like those guys are the the badasses yeah mm-hmm. there's like what delta force army rangers um navy seals ninja turtles yeah uh, yeah. Hey, don't disrespect the troops. <laughs> There's an, enough of that in the beginning of this film. We love the troops and we support the troops. <laughs> All right, over there, Mr. Wife Beater. Hey. You don't respect not, wives. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not my fault that that's what people call it. I don't know what the. We, we should. I'm sh- Undershirt. Very, yeah. It, it's a. It's like a. It's a, a man camisole. <laughs> a man cami. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, he does his little graduate from ranger school and then he's just like too clean cut in the beginning of the film. Cause you know, army, army ranger boy, school yeah. and then cut from that to him, uh, showing up to a bar where his, I imagine his girlfriend is right. No, nope, his wife. His wife. Okay. See, I, w- I wasn't sure. It wasn't clear. Um, but she's pregnant when he shows up. They call her, uh, What's her hummingbird? No, he calls her hummingbird. But what oh. is her real first name? Chris, Christy, Trisha, Trisha Poe, and okay. he's Cameron Poe. Okay. So, it's, but they are in Alabama, Mobile, so Mobile, Alabama. They could be brother and sister. Yeah, they're probably brother and sister, cousins, or something like that. Um, but uh, he shows up to this bar. You so, um. Watching it with you without the audio description, you didn't mention this, but in the audio described version, he arrives in a boat. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. See, these are the things that, like, I don't, yeah, like... like... The, the audio description describes it as a rusty old boat. Yeah, I think and it's the Jenny from Forrest Gump. There's a lot of Forrest Gump vibes in this film. Yeah. He... Do you know where the Jenny is? Like, the like actual right film prop? No. It's in downtown Disney in Orlando, Florida, right outside the Planet Hollywood. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. In the water. See, okay, I uh, fucking love Disney, and as much as I just shamed everyone for doing things during COVID, I promise you I'd go to Disney next week if someone bought me a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I really would. <laughs> uh, I don't, See, I, what unsold me was I that they won't know. give you the park hopper pa- like pass option. Oh, yeah, option. During, yeah during COVID. So. No, no park hoppers during COVID, guys. You don't want to spread your COVID from... Yeah, you'd hate uh, to spread your COVID in the middle of the day. You don't want to spread it from Animal Planet to the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Animal Planet? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Nick Cage shows up in this. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm taking the beginning. Just so yeah. You know. Apparently. So uh, Nick Cage shows up. Well, I'll I'll hand it over when he gets hot. Um. So he shows up in his boat and starts talking to his wife's stomach, 
She's clearly pregnant. Not clearly. She's got like a flat stomach. It's ridiculous. And she's supposed to be like six months along. Oh, it's I wild. Think, I think the audio description called her out as being three months pregnant. I'm fairly certain she's supposed to be six months pregnant. Okay. Either way, so he starts talking to her stomach. Like uh, He specifically says, oh, you're going to be Miss Alabama? Oh, cool. And then a redneck gentleman comes over and basically starts hitting on Nick Cage's wife um, and gets angry. Nick Cage is in uniform at this point, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because this redneck says, you pussies are the reason we lost Vietnam. They would have said Vietnam. Well, yeah. Whichever, whatever he said, uh, he generally disrespected our troops and i don't abide that i almost stopped watching the movie altogether right there mm-hmm. i was mad mm-hmm. but nick cage was also mad i mean do you want to do a whole episode on why we lost vietnam mm, nope doesn't have anything to do with the fucking mm. troops i can tell you that much sorry i'm nope. really passionate about nope. it so <laughs> um so at this point the you know nick cage tells the guy to back off then they dance to some what trisha yearwood or whatever oh, the fuck yeah. that song how is. do i live yeah and uh eventually they go outside and they're trying to leave and big dumb redneck is there with a knife and two friends yeah and so in the uh, audio description the audio describer describes it i believe as a lethal looking knife uh, okay which I pretty much think most knives are lethal, right? Is that like it was a, just a, it was this just is a, a knife and she's like, no, that's a knife. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just an interesting like detail that they added, I guess. And I, and I think it was to further imply that he is self-defending here. Mm-hmm. So Nick Cage and the guy get into like a fight and the guy nearly stabs Nick Cage. And at that moment... Um, she audio describer said he lands a vicious blow or something similar to that but doesn't tell me the detail you told me which is that he like basically punches the guy's nose into his head mm-hmm. um but yeah the audio describer missed that so then the guy's laying there and the bar keep you know comes over and checks his pulse and he goes this guy's dead um but before the police can arrive one of our assailant's pals takes the knife and runs away with it so that it's not left there as evidence you know Mm. um and yeah from here we get like a courtroom scene where they're trying to get nick cage to enter a plea bargain and he says no so they go through the whole trial and he is sentenced to seven to ten years right you're missing stuff homie oh am i yeah he takes the like he pleads guilty because his lawyer says oh yeah you're gonna get says, like four years and yeah, you'll probably only serve, serve one, one. Yeah. uh yeah for some reason i was under the impression that he did not take the plea there but so he takes the plea and boom cut to nick cage in prison and the one thing that that happens here um there are like a few like tropey things in this movie that just made me really happy and the one that happens here is one that happens in a lot of movies that involve like jail or prison is one of the first things you see in the jail or prison is that that door with the bars just slamming shut mm-hmm. and you hear like the clang sound you know mm-hmm. um yeah so you get that 
and boom, Nick Cage is in prison. And we get a montage where Nick Cage's absolutely terrible accent. But the fact of the matter is, how well you know this Sendino? I mean, I don't know him that well myself, just what I read. Like how he firebombed that senator's yacht with two of his own cousins on board. For like seven minutes <sighs> is just him reading an exchange of letters between himself and his wife and himself and his daughter as she grows up. What's her name? Christy. Nope. Cri- Crystal. Nope. Kristen. Mm-mm. What is it? Casey. Close enough. <laughs> so... From there, um, that's kind of the, like, that's the whole setup, right? Is Nick Cage has gone through all this time in prison. And um, there's one thing when the girl's like, uh, the little girl's like, Daddy, we, sometimes we have playtime. And when we're going to playtime, we all hold hands. And Nick Cage <laughs> writes her back. And he's like, we got something similar to playtime too. But we don't usually hold hands. Are you trying to sound like Forrest Gump? Like, are you... No, he honestly just sounds uh, <laughs> like a complete dumbass in this movie. His accent might be one of the worst. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he says, like, we're not... Uh, when we go to our playtime, we don't typically hold hands, which is like... Mm, are you, you probably like, should. Mm, yeah. That's I think safer. prisoners would be happier that yeah. way. Um, yeah, there was, a lot, there was some, like, vague homophobia throughout this movie. Yeah. There was, like, some of it was kind of uncomfortable. Um, but, uh, another thing, oh, uh, at some point in this montage, the audio describer mentioned that during like a fight or a riot or something, Nick Cage was just laying in bed with his hands like over his ears to like show you he's having a really bad time in prison. But he's like a model prisoner. Oh yeah. Cause he's a, a little army boy. So from here. Uh, we arrive at Nick Cage's release date, which is July 14th. Are there any other significant things about July 14th? That is his daughter's birthday. Mm, she's going to meet her daddy for the first time on July 14th. Yep. Which is in one of the letters. Yeah. Um, oh, also, he right before. So this is kind of the very beginning of like the airplane stuff. Um, one of the guards asked him, like, why have you never met your daughter? And he said, she's not going to meet me in that condition around all them prisoners and with a bunch of cookies. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> cookies? Do people typically take cookies to, like, visit their prisoners? Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> Maximum like... security as well. Right, yeah. I don't know. Your cookie's going to go through 10 x-rays before it gets to your loved one but so here is where we get our everybody boarding the plane right uh yeah and there is a really great cast like the cast for this movie was awesome Mm-hmm. like i forgot that i really love john malkovich and i kind of want to watch a john malkovich movie tonight if you're interested after we record this <laughs> do you want to find one we've got a lot of things to do tonight oh do oh shit yeah we do okay and you wanted to watch the pink flamingos yeah, I still want to watch Pink Flamingos uh, if we have time. So, all right, the Which, little aside for our lives. Yeah, here's a little homework assignment for everyone: watch Pink Flamingos. <laughs> You'll really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. One of my one of my favorite uh, oh. people. Did you hear the boy? Yeah, little grumbles. He does not. He really does not like Pink Flamingos. Actually, 
Oh, is he a homophobe? No, he just doesn't like John Waters. Oh, it must be a mustache. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Divine is uh, so good. Would you say that Divine is... Nope, don't do that. So they're getting on the plane, and we meet... Who do we meet? We meet... Uh, no, stop. I did so many notes for this. I'm taking this now. Okay. okay. Please, please do not do this Tell to me. me. Okay. What if what if I did though? Just like plowed over. You've got this whole outline over there. I would uh, while you're sleeping, mm-hmm. just re-record the episode. So just like cut in your part. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ready. Okay. And here we go. So while he was in prison, mm-hmm. Cameron Poe yep. makes BFFs with Baby O Odell, who is Bubba from Forrest Gump. Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't know that was the same actor. I told you. I thought I I thought we were just talking about Forrest Gump stuff because of how much his ac- Nick Cage's accent was like Forrest Gump. No. And I thought you said that's Bubba, like as in, yeah, if Nick Cage is Forrest Gump, that would be Bubba. No, that's literally, literally Bubba. Bubba. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I think Baby O's a little bit of a weird name because I've heard people like, you know, the, the whole like 60s and 70s thing like, hey, Daddy O, mm-hmm. this is Baby O. Well, maybe his daddy was in prison. Mm, yeah, potentially. Um, what's that really inappropriate thing that they say about prison? Um, gay for the stay. You don't want to go there? Oh, no. They say gay for the stay. I don't know what that means. Should we bleep that out? Is that offensive? Probably. Okay, we're going to bleep that out. Listen, there are some pretty problematic things. Um, yeah, this so whole... before I introduce uh, the characters, I do want to give a content warning because there is a prisoner who naturally uh, is in prison due to sexual assault. And we will talk about him briefly, as briefly as humanly possible. Um, but he'll kind of be sprinkled in throughout. Uh, his name is Johnny23, portrayed by Danny Trejo. Um, but nothing graphic or anything like that um but there are some like big hero moments and stuff so mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so anyway uh baby o is bffs with cameron poe mm-hmm. and they're both being transferred from san quentin right. prison you know where san quentin is located uh southern california right? it's in california yeah. do you remember where nicholas cage killed this man uh mobile alabama mm-hmm yeah. I mean, I know like sometimes in like maximum security situations, like in the federal system, guys get transferred around a lot. Alabama is so full of prisons. Like this movie, the whole reason that they're going on the airplane is to populate a new prison in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember, uh, you know, Timothy McVeigh, right? I am very familiar. He, so Oklahoma City, right? Right. He was put to death in Terre Haute, Indiana. That's wild. So like they they move guys around. But know. like San Quentin from Alabama? Yeah, I mean they're pretty much every single piece of this movie you find yourself having to suspend your disbelief. So <laughs> I, it, that's not the craziest thing. Well, it's no Detective Pikachu, but we'll go on. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's the cast of characters. Okay. Hit me with it. We meet. Can I? Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Can I say the actor and you tell me about their character? Can we do that? Sure. Okay. I only know a few. So John Malkovich. 
Okay, no, no, we're not going to do this. Okay, go ahead. Nope. <laughs> because I have them broken down by agents, cons, guards. Holy shit. Dude. I told you. Okay. This is why you're not allowed to do this part. Wow, okay, hit me with it. So we meet these agents. There's a U.S. Marshal agent mm-hmm. who's overseeing the transport because as suggested in the title, it's Con Air. So mm-hmm. they are on an airplane. Right. We meet Vince Larkin, who is portrayed by none other than... John Cusack? John Cusack. That's the one. See, this is going to be a tough one if you try to quiz me on these. Oh, yeah? Do you know who portrayed the DEA agent? The guy that... No, no. Is it the guy that played the pilot in Lost? No. No, 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 no. You're you're getting that. Yeah, no. You're getting that all mixed up. It's Cole Meany. Mm. He plays Duncan, the guy with the the nice car. Mm -hmm. He's a DEA agent. Oh, so... um, while he's being introduced, there's another like thing that happened in the audio description that you did not point out. I'm just terrible. Well, no, I mean you can't be expected to hit like every single thing, right? But when he's parking his like nice fancy car, um, the audio describer says that he arrogantly takes up a disabled parking bay. Is that what they call it over there? It, she either said bay or stall, mm. but she didn't say like parking spot, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean they. They don't even call it a parking lot. They call it a car park. Yeah. Have so. we told the listeners that it's, again, another UK <laughs> version? Oh, yeah. All, all, yeah. A ton of audio described content comes out of the UK because they care more about their blind folks than we do here in the US. Yeah. So, so yeah, when we meet that guy, uh, just a little like note uh, on his character is that he is apparently arrogant enough to take a disabled parking bay. Mm-hmm. So who who we got next? All right, so we have a Vince Larkin, mm-hmm. who's the U.S. Marshal. Mm-hmm. We've got the DEA Duncan. Right. We have another DEA, Sims. Mm-hmm. He's being put on the plane as a plant right. to... Like, a, like an undercover gentleman. Yeah. Okay. To get information out of Sandido. Sandido? San, oh, God. <sighs> yeah. Sin, oh, Sandino. That's the one. Right. I put too many letters in there. Mm. Um, who they're picking up in Carson City. So he's being put there. Um, what happens is that they're all like in a van and they're like getting him ready and stuff. And the DEA, Duncan, is like, all right, you got your gun? And Sims is like, yeah. And John Cusack's like, no, 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 no. We don't take the gun onto the plane. We have a small arsenal like in the, like Which, where the luggage goes and stuff. He said, we have a single gun in a lockbox uh, in the- With the, yeah, in the cockpit. cockpit. Mm-hmm. And we also have a small arsenal in the belly of the plane. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm sorry, but you don't need a small arsenal if you've got all the prisoners like chained to their seats. A small arsenal of weapons will only lead to bad things. That's my, my... I wonder what happens in this film. Do bad things happen? I uh, We'll see. Okay, so is that all of our cops or do we have more cops? Um, that's uh, all the important. So I definitely stopped there and we both just stopped talking for like <laughs> 15 seconds. <and laughs> I was about to just jump over the table and strangle Jordan. So do we have any cops remaining? I will talk about the guards later oh. Oh, okay guard you're not counting guards as cops not right now oh because they're like separate guys so there's like a crew of guys that are like talking shop in like an office to start right yep those guys are all separate from the guards the, the people who end up on the plane yes okay okay so who do we who do we meet next though so we start meeting 
prisoners prisoners oh yeah because the because the um all the cops are like sitting around like going through the roster right mm-hmm. of like who's on this plane mm-hmm. and it is a plane full of bad apples convicts yeah <laughs> our first convict is william billy bedlam hmm. do you remember what he did no who's he played by maybe a little his name is nick chinland i yeah, haven't I got seen yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's he what's so his he found his wife oh yeah cheating on him can i yeah can I? go ahead you go he, ahead he found his wife cheating on him and he left her there to you know go ahead continue cheating madam uh and went four towns over they specifically say four towns over mm-hmm. um and killed her sorry I, this isn't funny <laughs> it's really sad um, he kills her mother, her father, and her dog. Brothers and sisters. Oh, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> wow. Dog. He kills okay, her yeah, that's, dog. Yeah, the I dog is pretty that's bad. like, I think if you, I think if you kill a dog and it's not like a uh, euthanizing situation, you should probably get some jail time, right? Do you? What are like the animal laws? What do you mean? Like, would you, what do you think of like Old Yeller? You know, back in the right. day. Yeah, yeah. Like well, ye oldie farmer shit or like even modern farmer shit. Like if a, if a farmer's dog is really sick mm-hmm. and he can like humanely like do... Do you mean like straight up murder a dog yeah. is what yeah. you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like if you get mad at your neighbor's dog and go over and kill that dog, Oof. you should go to jail, right? Yeah. Do you? Definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, no. Uh, what? Are like, you kidding me? Well, I mean, I mean, I know there are like animal cruelty laws and stuff, but I just didn't know if they're like... Are they, is that like a federal law or is it state by state? I don't know. It's a really great question. Yeah, I think you should go to jail. There was a a kid in the town uh, that I used to live in who I think, I think he killed a bunch of cats. Like his neighbor had a bunch of cats and he killed them all. And he- I hope Henry's not still down here. Yeah, he he doesn't need to hear this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he got sent to like a juvenile corrections place. Well, I mean, that's like the first sign- Oh yeah, being it's a, a serial you're, killer. You're heading, heading down a bad road, pal. Yeah, so let's put him in a juvenile detention center. Where yeah, I think Jeffrey can... Dahmer uh, started off. I think he killed a cat. Was one of the first things that like he got caught doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's our first our first baddie that we meet was yeah. a uh, murdered an entire family. Uh, speaking of dogs, the next person up is Diamond Dog, and he is uh, a black man. Yes. So I'm going to I'm going to give us a short aside here and talk about a blind a blind thing. Um did we post that to our social media? What? The article about audio describing uh We did not know. So yeah, and we we'll, I would imagine we'll post it in the next couple of days here. Um but there there's this unique challenge with audio describing where um in certain situations a person's race can be pretty important to the story, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And it is a challenge of audio describing to know like how exactly to go about describing that mm-hmm. and where like where to put it in and whether to just put it up front like as soon as the character is introduced or to wait um, until, you know, you're approaching the moment where like, you know, the, you know, the race will come into play as part of the storyline. Um, and there was a really uh, interesting article uh, that I read about it this morning going over, you know, basically the fact that it is oftentimes very important. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
but well especially in this case yeah because oftentimes like in uh like the way prisons are depicted in like film and television is that it's always a um and it may be true i i haven't been to prison um in a while yeah. yeah um but like knowing that it's always this depicted as this like blacks versus whites versus uh latinos and then you got some people who are able to hide on the sidelines is the general way it's always depicted right Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of important in this film because you've got a plane full of prisoners right Mm -hmm. and you've got um is it's pretty not evenly split but um there are a couple of uh, Latino gentleman, yeah. Because right? I know we get Danny Trejo, right? Mm-hmm. And a bunch. Eventually, shit, we get Sandino. Shitload of white guy. I mean, yeah, ton of white guys. So many white um, guys. But also, you get some black guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think it's important because to know like why there's tension and why there's this weird dynamic between a couple of the characters uh, without knowing that they're black or white, it's it's tough to you know draw that there's going to be immediate tension mm-hmm. um and it's just reality that sighted folks see it immediately they know right whereas with audio description unless it is pointed out you don't you don't get it yeah. unless it's pointed out by the audio describer or like in the case of how dave chappelle's character is introduced Ugh. where he's called a derogatory term um the, like at that point okay you know like uh, is black they're saying racism at him um it's it's just a really interesting challenge and i I think it'll be interesting seeing where things go in the next handful of years like to see uh the evolution of audio description so Mm -hmm. i just thought that that like was an interesting article so yeah we'll be sharing it around for y'all folks (laughs) um so diamond dog is portrayed by ving rames Mm -hmm. who is a great actor Mm mm-hmm um, he blew up a meeting of the NRA and said something about how like the NRA is like the epitome of like what's wrong with white society. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thing to say. It's a really interesting thing to say and we're just not going to say anything else about it. Uh, then we've got Cyrus Grissom or Cyrus the Virus. Mm-hmm. He's played by John Malkovich mm-hmm. and I like him. Uh, kidnapping, extortion, has killed 11 inmates, which is apparently more than cancer has killed, which Yeah, he is... says he likes to brag that he's killed more men than cancer. Yeah. Which I, I don't think that's true. I mean, Not that, that even seems remotely like a, true. Seems like a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> he's incited riots. He's escaped several times. Mm-hmm. He's just an all-around, uh, I think John Cusack calls him a poster child for the insane. Criminally and insane. The criminally insane yeah. and like a product of the system. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I meant to talk about, sorry, <clears throat> earlier. Uh, John Cusack uh, Vince Larkin and Duncan do not get along. Duncan's very like, the, there's nothing wrong with the system. He often refers to the prisoners as animals. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like Vince Larkin is very like, he sees them as humans that, uh, yeah, in several cases. And he uses have... big words that Duncan doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he talks about how like, uh, Cyrus Grissom is like a basically a product of the system, right. and so Duncan gets offended about that. Yeah, which 
I mean, again, we could have a whole episode about that if we really wanted to. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, oftentimes um, people learn very unique skills while in prison mm-hmm. from their fellow prisoners and uh, sometimes doesn't have great results. Yeah. So. Uh, and uh, it's uh, systemic uh, issues. Um, so, and as Jordan mentioned earlier, we have a pinball Parker portrayed by Dave Chappelle. He's uh, an armed robber and a dope fiend. He describes himself as a hell of a nice guy. He just got caught. Right, which, you know. He's certainly very uh, animated and yeah. like... They're like a happy-go-lucky guy. Who's he played by? Dave Chappelle. Oh, that's... Oh, you can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, of course, we have Cameron Poe, portrayed by Nick Cage, who uh, Vince Larkin calls a nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because at that point, he does tell, like, all the other guys, like, hey, this guy's being released, like, today. Yeah. He's just on this flight in order to go to the prison where he will be released. Mm-hmm. So... So he's, like... He's, he's not going to give non- you any problems yeah he's a non-factor at this point. yeah uh baby o uh is there and, and baby o played by bubba yes he's also black yes okay uh dave Chappelle also black oh shoot yeah yeah okay uh johnny 23 is danny trejo and like i mentioned earlier this is the gentleman who i shouldn't call him a gentleman this is the fucker uh who is on the plane he uh has been accused of 23 rapes Mm -hmm. and he is called johnny 23 because apparently that's how many um in the okay (laughs) go go ahead in in the audio described version oh yeah (laughs) um, at this point they have a conversation uh the johnny 23 gentleman Mm -hmm. nope johnny 23 fucker character Mm -hmm. asshole (laughs) uh has a conversation with another guy uh, cyrus the virus in spanish yeah uh so I assumed that he was having that conversation with a, a Latino gentleman. You weren't paying attention to how terrible his accent was. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so the audio describer oftentimes, like when there are subtitles, they'll they'll read the subtitles because I can't, right? Um, so she like just reads through their whole conversation. And um, he has a tattoo, like 23 hearts, right? Mm-hmm. And the audio describer said, 23 hearts for each of his bitches. (laughs) One heart for each of my 23 bitches. (laughs) And uh, I couldn't help myself but to giggle there at the audio. (laughs) You're having a giggle, mate. Yeah, sometimes the audio describing uh, that just is funny. Yeah. Like hearing someone so straight faced, like just say 23 (laughs) bitches uh, is a little little bit of a a funny. Yeah. And, um, I mean, even Cyrus says, like, you're a rapist and, like, you're, like, lower than a cockroach to me. He says you're lower than a cockroach or that white stuff that gathers at the corner of your mouth when you're thirsty. Yeah. Um, So even, like, you know, Mr. Poster Child for the Criminally Insane has has some scruples, I guess. Well, I mean, I think that a lot of people Mm -hmm. um, and uh, call me crazy, but I think I've kind of considered it before that uh rape is worse than murder in some cases yeah but it also depends on like where your like philosophy of life stands like what happens after you die i guess but Mm 
Yeah, some there are some people that believe that, and um, it seems like that's the case for Cyrus the virus. Correct. Um, our last like prisoner who is somewhat important of, of note. Yeah. Yes, is Warlock. You don't really know his name because he's sitting next to Pinball, and Pinball says some very problematic stuff to him. Did you get to this point in the audio description? Because the mm-hmm. race here is important i so i did but i i don't necessarily know what you're getting at so maybe so pinball says uh how to him as a greeting yes Uh, so i did get to this part but it only occurred to me because i caught that i picked up on the racism Mm -hmm. so uh he said like oh don't go all wounded knee on me right so at this point uh we realize this is a native american man he's speaking with yes um and then okay (laughs) We're finally, finally to to your interruption. Oh, yes. We have two guards. At this point, we are introduced to some guards. Would you like to talk about the guards? Oh, just at some point, one of the guys says, hey, lady. And she says, that's a character from a Disney film. My name is Guard Bishop. My name is Sally Bishop, but that's Guard Bishop to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that she said that whole thing because I don't... I mean, sometimes when women talk, you know? Mm-hmm. But... Um, <laughs> You're the fucking worst. <laughs> sorry. Um, there really are... I mean, it, as far as women in this movie, you get the wife of Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. There is a lady um, cop as part of the crew. Jenny, maybe? Oh, yeah. She's uh, with the Marshalls. Yeah. She's yeah. like, this is... Why are we even doing this? This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And John Cusack says, um, we do this all the time. The only thing we have to be concerned about is a little bit of turbulence and maybe some stale peanuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think something goes a little wrong. I mean, but this yeah, is so where the movie ends. Actually, nothing. Nope, that's nothing it. exciting the happens. <laughs> they roll. they get there. So we've got Guard Bishop, we've got Jenny, the Marshall Lady, and then we've got Nick Cage's love interest. I don't think we see. We uh, see a lady that Dave Chappelle flirts with. Oh yeah. Okay. Later on. Yeah. Yeah. At the, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does not pass so, the Bechdel test. Yeah, I was gonna say it's four to <laughs> it's forty. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it is a man's prison. Yeah, but st- I mean, I mean, representation matters. Yes, don't get me wrong. Um, still think and I mean, one of the most problematic things I find with this film is that Guard Bishop seems to only be there a good portion of the movie to be like a target for Johnny Twenty Three. Yeah, or just like a target for the men to harass mm-hmm. and like to be shitty, like calling her lady, like mm-hmm. to be shitty towards. Because like it in the case of like a male guard, if a male guard would have popped by at that point, he wouldn't have said "yo guy" or "yo dude." Mm-hmm. Like he would have just said "hey guard," you know. So it's yeah, it she's a, a prop essentially, mm-hmm. and that's kind of shitty. Yeah, but yeah, it, it it is I guess a little bit more understandable. Like if you had a, a a film about a men's basketball team, obviously, yeah, then most there's gonna be a lot of men in the movie, but. In the case of this movie, there are definite opportunities for them to have like female federal agents, female they could marshals, have been female pilots. pilots. Yeah, there, like there were definite opportunities for them to have you know do a little better here. Oh yeah, there's yeah. always, but you know, uh, have we haven't talked about the time period? But you do know the time period. So I assumed that this movie was the early nineties. Uh huh. Um, but I went to when I went to download that file, I. So right when it was really from but so my guess would have been like 91 92 mm-hmm. but it's 97 right yeah yeah so i mean not 
to to excuse it by any means whatsoever, but it was, you know, a different time. Yeah. Well, I so I thought it was a little bit weird with this movie being from 97, the early on in the movie, the comment about like, oh, you're the reason we lost Vietnam or whatever. Like, yeah. Oh, weren't there other like... It's been a long time since then. Yeah. Like, can't isn't there other stuff for you to talk shit about? <laughs> But, yeah. So yeah, um, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, which I think was prime time for a lot of these actors. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so then we have another guard. Uh, Fal is it Falzone or Falzon? I mm, don't know. Yeah. He's a dick. Um, and I, I mean, he kind of has a really small part, right? Yeah. He's, he's not a huge, you know, factor. Yeah, definitely not. Um, so we actually get into like some of the action and I'm going to continue to take that. Okay. Just so you know, <laughs> I've um, got so many notes. Is it the, can I, oh, there was something that was pointed out in the audio description right at the beginning. And it was something that you pointed out as well. And I just want to note that it was pointed out in pretty much the exact same way, mm-hmm. except you did miss a piece of it that i oh boy that i noticed in the ad you should replace me so uh with a, a british voice mm-hmm. um so, <laughs> so um are you getting into the metal piece that uh cyrus the virus has at this point uh yes okay so at this point cyrus the virus has a piece of metal implanted into his hand like mm-hmm. not like holding it in his hand but it's under his skin and he starts to pull it out but another guy also yeah. is doing the same thing at the same time. Yeah. You didn't mention that. I definitely said that. I didn't pay attention to you mentioning that. Yep. That sounds right. So I'll either- own it if I know that I did something wrong, yeah, but I, I know because that's something I never I never had picked that up before as a oh, kid in watching oh, okay. it. Yeah. And then, so that was the first time I had realized in watching it that like both of those guys that were doing both this. of them were doing it. Yeah, yeah. So they got these. They've got these little pieces of metal and embedded into their hands, and they're pulling them out in order to pick the locks on their handcuffs. Which I only have like I think I've only ever messed around with like handcuffs that you have as like a kid, mm. and those were relatively, like the easy release ones. Well, there's like the the release part, but even like just trying to pick the lock when I was a kid mm-hmm. wasn't that easy. So I can't imagine like an actual set of police grade handcuffs are easy to pick the lock on yeah but i again it's sus- a movie. suspending disbelief all the way through <laughs> so so yeah though these guys are like freeing themselves and um can i do the next step go ahead dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. is that that where you were going mm-hmm. so dave Chappelle, um and the audio description was a little bit different here as well you said that he like is like coughing up or like pulling a he's little, like regurgitating regurgitating so in the audio description they said that you see a thread on his tongue mm-hmm. that's like tied to the bag that he's regurgitating. Mm-hmm. And it's got some sort of accelerant in it, like a like a fuel yeah. and a match. Mm-hmm. And he uses that to set his neighbor on fire. Mm-hmm. Was the neighbor in on it? Like, did he know? No. He, no, because he Dave Chappelle specifically says, hey, if you make it through this, no hard feelings. Yeah, he says something like, I hope you don't hold a grudge or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. So then there's a fire in the cabin of the plane. Holy shit, here is where the action kicks off. O-M-G action. And I think this uh, should be the end of part one for us, yeah? You think so? Yeah, I mean... I, I there's probably a shitload left, right? Well, um, 
I mean, it's just solid action from here on out. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that I could just kind of run through. Okay, and then and then we'll call it and come back for part two. Yeah, I've got okay. a really dramatic ending to this one. Okay, so so I will let you uh, take take us home. Are you really gonna? Because your interruptions really make the show. I think they do. <laughs> so there's a fire. Mm-hmm. Um, that they use as a distraction so that Dave Chappelle can run to the plane where Ving Rhames and uh, Cyrus the Virus are trying to get out. How, so how does Dave Chappelle, is, are his hands free already? Oh my God, that's a really good. Oh, well, he's next to the guy who's on fire. So I think they like let him out or something oh, okay. so that he doesn't also get set on fire. Okay. Yeah possibly okay. i don't know i'll have that to watch this movie like 12 more times well i i mean i was just thinking maybe some of the prisoners are like higher security so like some of them don't have handcuffs on but that, that wouldn't make sense so yeah, yeah they, they must release him right when the fire starts yeah okay so he goes and he lets out diamond Daug and uh cyrus the virus and ends up like getting into a fight with sally bishop in the back okay um that's guard bishop oh, that's you. guard bishop to me um, Cyrus the virus goes right to the cockpit and one of the pilots comes out with it like the gun first the gun in the lockbox the gun that was in the lockbox the very same and he like anticipates this so he like grabs the pilot's arm mm-hmm. and like fires off like two rounds which kill two other prisoners nice. and then he turns the gun on the pilot and shoots the pilot nice uh, he then goes in to the cockpit and is like, hey, listen, I'm taking over this fucking plane, yo. And he basically tells everyone, calm the fuck down. Welcome to Con Air. Welcome to Con Air. Nice. And that's John Malkovich's? Yes. Says that? Okay. He does. He's got a lot of really interesting lines. Yeah, he's got those um, like, hot one-liners. But he yeah, really they, does. When you yeah. say like the name of the film. Mm-hmm. He did. Boom. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm going to have a, for the next episode, definitely a, a few choice one-liners from John Malkovich. Nice. Um, and of course, like because of the chaos, like Johnny 23, like tries with, uh, guard Bishop, Nicholas Cage interferes cause he's, you know, the good guy. He comes in and says, not today. Yeah. Not you're not gonna be doing that over there now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I do need to mention that at this time they were also passing meds and stuff out, and Baby O is diabetic and mm. needs insulin real bad. Mm-hmm. And because of all the chaos and stuff, all but one vial just gets like stomped on. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not doing so hot. Uh and so when Nick interferes uh with the Johnny twenty three thing, this is the the exchange that happens i can't allow that you know what i am ugly all day yeah so uh so yeah those those words and even at this point so you know like you had said earlier like that this was like all of them in their prime like mm-hmm. dang trey has not looking as like scarred up and uh, like pockmarked and stuff as he is now and so for like crazy. the last yeah. decade they're like a lot of them look really young oh yeah um so that was just really funny to me um they get the information they know that they're going to be um dropping some prisoners off in carson city and getting some so they're dropping 10 off 
getting 10 or sorry, dropping six off and getting 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick Cage is like trying to like get in and be like a, like he wants to know as much information as possible. Yeah, he's trying to be on the inner circle. Yeah. Um, so, um, like Cyrus Zephyrus ends up telling him that Francisco Sandino is their employer. And that's one of the guys that they're picking up in Carson city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like after things sort of calm down, the plant, the guy, the, the DEA agent mm-hmm. pulls a gun, yeah. holds like, was it Dave Chappelle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dave Chappelle hostage. Cyrus Zephyrus basically just says, I don't give a shit he, about that guy. He- calls him like a stupid worthless crackhead he yeah says, like, do you think i really care about that worthless crackhead you yeah you like chosen you should have chosen a better, a better human shield yeah. um and uh another prisoner tries to interfere oh and that i mean that de agent has a gun of course another prisoner tries to interfere that goes awry and cyrus ends up shooting that dea agent so he's dead now um so he was important for all of four seconds mm-hmm. Um, and they figure out that they have to drop off six people in Carson city, but some of them are dead. So some of them are the couple of the guys that Cyrus, uh, had the pilot shoot earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have to take like volunteers basically, uh, to get dropped off in Carson city. Right. And at first Nick like volunteers. Cause like, he's like, Oh yeah, of course. Like I want to get off the plane as soon as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, Oh wait, no, I can save the day. Right. So he takes the tape that was on the plant, like on the DEA agent mm-hmm. and puts it on one of the guards that ends up actually like getting, they're going to leave a bunch of the guards in Carson City. By tape, you mean cassette tape? Yes. Because he was wired. With he was wired. Okay. Yes. Um, so he puts it in that guy's pocket mm-hmm. um, and they pull this off. Uh, they they go to do the exchange. They pull this off by one. There's a sandstorm happening in Carson City, mm-hmm. Nevada. I don't know if you're familiar with the um, with the terrain of Nevada. Uh, yeah, actually, I'll tell you, here's an interesting fact. Uh, in the United States, there are a few mints where they make coins. One of them is in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. One of them is in, I believe, San Francisco. So if you look at like your quarters, nickels, dimes, and pennies, you can find a little teeny tiny S and a little teeny tiny P on those coins, right? Mm-hmm. And that tells you where they were made. Mm-hmm. Way back in the day, there was there were actually two, but in this case, one additional mint in Carson City. Was it an Andes mint or like a York mint patty? You're done. <laughs> um, so yeah, Carson City used to be a mint. That or used to have a mint. It's very exciting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and the other thing besides the sandstorm is that they decide to gag them and bag them, which is a term used for when you put a tape over their mouths mm-hmm. and put a big like black cloth like fabric bag over their heads yeah and there's like a little bit of stop it Mm -hmm. you're done uh there's like a little bitty window that they can see through but for the most part like they're basically gonna like pass all these people off and um as these prisoners and that helps like them disguise these prisoners as like the guys that they're actually supposed to be getting off the plane right right yeah yep uh, so we get some new prisoners. We have Swamp Thing. We don't know what 
any of these people have done other than the last one, and we'll get there. Mm-hmm. So we've got Swamp Thing. Uh, he ends up being the pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Sally Can't Dance, who is sort of a problematic seeming like feminine character. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily know that uh, that the that a man being feminine that's not problematic. No, right? no, 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 definitely not. Um, but parts of how it's portrayed, right? Yeah. Are fairly problematic definitely okay. yeah and then we have garland green the marietta mangler who is portrayed by another weird crush that i have steve buscemi mm. and he has killed like 30 something people and has quote made the manson family look like the partridge family yeah i think he's similar to our cyrus the virus character right they're both just like whoa that guy's a whack job well they transport him like they transport Hannibal Lecter. Like oh, he has yeah. a leather like face mask thing. They like take these long rods and like essentially like attach them to him and like pull him along. Weird. It's very strange. Hmm. Um, the first thing that Swamp Thing does uh, when he gets into like the pilot seat is that he takes the transponder out of the plane hmm. and gives it to Pinball and Pinball has to go and like put it on a different plane. Okay. Which that makes sense. I mean, that's if the authorities were tracking my vehicle, Mm -hmm. I would just put it on another vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. That makes makes sense. And then we've got, uh, so while this is happening, they have discovered uh, in Cyrus the virus's cell, uh, like a cinder block that's not so cinder blocky. It's just like some foam kind of stuff that they dig out. So he's like hiding stuff. Yeah, they find uh, some letters and then like they find a picture of the Last Supper that's like handheld and like the eyes are cut out and it helps like decode the letter. Mm. So they are now on to the fact that they're going to be in Carson City, that the that uh, something has gone wrong and that they're they're like the the cons have taken over the plane and that when they're in Carson City. Um, something's wrong. So something uh, that you mentioned, you mentioned the like uh, Last Supper with the eyes cut out thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, oh, this guy's just weird. He's got all the eyes cut out of the thing. You didn't mention that it was a decoder. At the time. I know. There's a lot of things going on at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not like saying, oh, you, you're garbage. Like, I'm just saying like, it's an, an interesting, like, well, the reason for this podcast is to, to hit on like a lot of the things that I, you know, didn't catch. So. Right. Um, um I, I swear I'm almost done. I swear I'm almost done. <laughs> um so Larkin is there in the cell and he's like, Don't touch anything. Well, of course, a guard touches something that mm-hmm. says do not open and explodes a bomb from the cell. But Larkin had already made it out, so he's good to go. He gets yeah. a call out to uh one of the other officers to tell him that, hey, those officers are cons. Um, you need to stall him while the cavalry is coming. So he gets out of the car, goes up to Cyrus the virus and says, Hey, like, are you leaving soon? Making small talk. And then Cyrus out of like the corner of his eye sees like the cavalry incoming and just shoots the guy like right in the face, which is really cool um, to do. Right. I I don't think you should do that. No. No. I mean, they make it seem pretty cool in this movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say anti shooting people in the face. Oh, I just, I, yeah. Okay. So then he runs back to the plane. Uh, they're like in the middle of refueling. 
Pinball had gotten distracted by the girl he was flirting with. So he like ends up like chasing after the plane. And this is where we're going to end the episode. Do they make it? Does Pinball make it onto the plane? I don't know. What happens next? Find out next week in part two. Please. Uh, Per usual, uh, share our podcast with your friends. Yeah, shout us out. Uh, Tell your friend, tell your neighbor. If you are a teacher, if you're a school teacher that listens, tell your, well, maybe not. Where are you going with this? Don't tell your... (laughs) Don't tell your students. Uh, if you, if you, yeah. If, if you're, you're a college yeah, professor, you're a college professor, tell your students to listen to us. <laughs> um, um, if you're interested in accessibility or anything like that, uh, hilarious people who are also adorable, dogs, cats, anything that makes noise here while we're recording. Um, so yeah, and again, just follow thanks. us on all social media at Site Attendant, um, and. Uh, yeah, we love you, and thanks. Do you got anything else? No, I'm good. All right. Love you, bye. <laughs>